Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. And I think it's gonna be a fucked up club Wrong and telling tales of so much stuff It's not the kind of club they have at home Oh no, no, no It's a crime club Crime club, crime club With the wrong and some fucked up tales Crime club, crime club With the wrong and some fucked up tales I believe it was our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who said, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. But I also believe it was Jack Beaumont, a.k.a. the Wrong and Whisperer, a.k.a. the Urban John Wayne, who said, let he who is very much with sin cast the first pod. That said, this week's guest is no sinner, or if she is, that isn't what we talked about. She's a screw, and that is what we talked about. If you'd like to listen to that, please make the necessary preparations while I fizz out the necessary jingle. So, you were thinking Maria for your for your alias. Um, but before we get into the alias, I was thinking about calling this episode the Screw. But I thought I should ask you: Do you mind being called a Screw? No. Was that the same for all Screws? Are there any Screws that would be like I'd rather not be called that? Or maybe, but they're overly sensitive. It's renowned for being a tough, tough gig, tough job. So I guess going to kick off with how come you ended up in it? What, what made you go for it? At the risk of sounding a bit cynical, it doesn't require extra training or an extra degree, yet it is a civil service job at the same time, so you can get, you know, a stable job with a stable salary and a stable pension without having to spend years of... Smoking weed with loads of dickheads at uni? Yeah. That's what I did. Well, I would say about 90% of people went to uni for something completely different, did something else for a few years, didn't like it, and then went into prison. Oh, really? Is that the case for a lot of you and your colleagues? Yeah. Yeah, Fair play. Basically, this this podcast is people telling mad stories, either involving crime or bad behaviour. Sometimes I speak to a professional, like yourself, who's involved in that, and they give me some interesting stories from their world of work. So basically, I'm just going to now ask you, what your most crazy stories are and then maybe we'll spin off into different topics from them well you get loads and you get a bit desensitised to it I will tell you one that happened yesterday Mm -hmm. 
there is a um, prisoner who's in a highly trusted position a very highly trusted position and everybody loves him and the screws and prisoners yeah yeah he's brill he has like a little nickname we all love him until the other day um because he's highly trusted he's allowed more visits at the minute but they are strip searched before their visits oh dear we found a usb up his ass a usb mm. and can you tell me what was on do you know what was on it no but could you hazard a guess of what what kind of information would people be smuggling into prisons on a USB? I suppose like drug details. USB full of like. I was thinking porn would probably be up there. Have you found USBs with porn on them in the past? Not you personally, but do you know that that happening? Yeah, but porn isn't really a big. He's not going to get. Yeah, he's not going to get added time for porn, is he? Or is he? No. Depending on what kind of porn it is, of course. Bear in mind, they get the Sunday sport, so... Are there still tits in the Sunday sport? Yeah. Not bad tits, I get it every week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they have the nipple count still. Do they? Yeah. All right. But, so, this guy, highly trusted prisoner, had a uh, USB up his ass, or one of the person who was visiting him? Him himself, which was a bit disappointing. A guy a while back um, with going to court, was found with a pork pie up his ass. <laughs> was there anything in the pork pie? Poached egg? No. This was the thing that bothered us. It still haunts me. Really nice guy. Was just going for like a really boring court case. He got found with the pork pie up his ass. And naturally, they searched it. They x-rayed it. They drug tested it. They did every search in the world for it. Yep. It was just a pork pie. And when asked, he was like, yeah. Like, I heard they don't give lunch at court. And he was a really nice guy as well. And you just think, at what point in your life did you decide that you were going to be the guy that smuggled a pork pie up his anus? Yeah, and also, it's going to get warm in there. And everyone knows pork pies are best served cold, ideally. Uh, with mustard. Does he have any mustard up his ass or He had a bag, in fairness, to protect it. Okay, but that's not yeah, it's not gonna protect it from the heat though. I think we're on a roll here with the arse smuggling. Hit me some more arse smuggling if you've got some. Bear in mind I'm a female so I'm not actually allowed to uh, search them. Yeah, but you get so, you, must, you hear all the juicy goss afterwards surely. I will be honest for now that's all I can remember about the interesting arse stories. I will tell you though that um, thankfully I don't have to do this but in um, in training as a prison officer I'm not allowed to do um, nude searches on a man because I'm a woman but men get taught to um, ask a man to pull his foreskin back Yeah. because they keep a lot of stuff mm. and apparently the treasure troves that they keep in their foreskins is quite impressive and what have you heard about being smuggled in a foreskin well just shit tons of drugs shit tons of sim cards mobile phones you know um there are those sanko phones they are teeny tiny they're about maybe three inches long and less than an inch wide they're made pretty much solely for smuggling but you can get them on amazon for about 10 quid though they sell in prison for about 800 800 quid, so that's a decent markup. 790 markup on a 
Or is it, did you say it was a Senko? Are you getting a picture up now to show me? <laughs> yeah, I am. I saw something interesting the other day about, well, it was basically a poll of only uh, prison guards answering. And it, the question was the, the methods for getting drugs into prison. And the options were prison guards themselves, smuggling it in for inmates, and then three others. But the prison guards came out on top with about 60%. So you're agreeing with that? Without a doubt. And do you, have you ever heard of or known a colleague who has smuggled in drugs for prisoners? Yeah, there have been loads fired from my prison, as there have been from shit tons of prisons. Well, it's always on the news. It happens all the time. It is incredibly annoying and frustrating. We fucking hate it because no matter what your um, your views on drugs or whatever it is on the outside are these things in prison contribute to so much violence violence towards staff, violence towards other prisoners, so much other shit. What comes under that umbrella I'm thinking is the mental health of the prisoners and suicide rates surely amongst prisoners because are they quite high at the moment? They've massively dropped in lockdown because people can't get hold of drugs so easily and um, there's a lot less dealing going on. A lot of people attempt suicide. Some are genuine to get away from their drug debts and some are non-genuine. They attempt suicide, they think they'll get moved on to another wing where they can escape their drug debts. But is it easy, obviously it's not necessarily easy to spot when someone's done that in order to change wings, but, or is it? I don't know. Oh no, we take suicide and self-harm massively seriously. The minute you say anything like, you know, I just don't want to live anymore, this place is so shit, then you'll be placed on suicide watch straight away and you'll have a team of psychologists do a review within like half an hour. Alright. Yeah, there are shit tons of things in place mm. and then we will go and check on you how many times an hour or how many times a day or it might be conversations every day mm. they will all be based on the review but yeah it'll be shit tons of psychologists even if it's in the middle of the night if um, somebody was to ring their bell and I'm the night shift and they just said I feel really shit I don't feel like I want to carry on we will stop everything and get Shit tons of stuff in there. Club. You do get the occasional twat. The only issue with that being is that um, at night we will have to turn on the light in their cell because we have to see that even if they're sleeping that they're breathing and stuff you have to check sort of their chest or that they're moving and stuff and believe me them and their cellmate will get very pissed off very quickly when you have to do that every half hour right yeah yeah, yeah. then they suddenly are not suicidal anymore because you are a woman do you get targeted in ways that male prison officers Less. wouldn't? Really? I don't know about other prisons, but I've never, ever, ever been... Well, no, there was one time when somebody made 
a very, 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 very vaguely sexual comment to me. They called me baby powder. Baby powder? I've not heard that before. Is there an added meaning to the powder bit, or is it just like calling someone babes? Um, there is, but I won't go into it. One other time... Was there any, sorry, sorry, there was there any pl- repercussions for that person that did that? Yeah, I gave him like a, an official warning and stuff, and that goes against their whole record and stuff. Another time, one person dead called me darling when I was putting him behind his door, and I just said, I am not your fucking darling, slammed the door in his face. That wasn't a write-up situation, that was just a door slamming punishment yeah fair enough i mean i've, I've got to say uh, but no hard. nobody usually would fucking dare and in fact a lot of the prisoners they test the big guys a lot more than me i am i know that people on the podcast can't see this but i am a fairly um slightly built female it's very much a pick on your own size kind of thing yeah um, and also it's the, a status thing isn't it no one's going to respect them for giving you a hard time yeah. they're going to respect them for precisely. giving the big boys a hard time yeah precisely and of course um, the whole thing's based on respect there's a lot of respect it's all about a respect league table in a way is that fair yeah absolutely so um, in fact sometimes the prisoners will back me up when the prison's being an arsehole if I'm being fair to him and just saying, look, get behind the door, stop being an arsehole, you've had all day being out, you know you've got to be back behind your door. Just just stop being an arsehole and get behind the door. So they can see that I'm not being an arsehole. A couple of the other prisons are just fucking pushing for me. Because right. they know that if I was to do that, I'm allowed to do that because he's refused an order but it's so much less paperwork. <laughs> Whereas if it's a big guy, oh my God. Mm. And there was a few guys that have joined at 18. I would not want to be them. They are the the ultimate challenge. As in you say, they're new screws that have joined us at the age of 18. Yeah. yeah. And are they big guys? Or is, it, is it irrespective of size? They're getting a hard time because they're new and they're, and they're rookies. They were little guys. Right. Skinny guys mm. that joined at 18. Imagine being a skinny 18 year old telling a guy who's a good six inches taller than you and about a hundred pounds heavier than you get back in your cell, <laughs> especially when they're 20 years older than you as well. I wouldn't fancy my 18 year old self taking that task to hand very well. You'd be basically saying. Or would you agree with me saying that your job is easier because of your gender? Without a doubt. If you were a fella, would you have gone into the same line of work? Yes. Oi. 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 It's fucking crime club. Carry on my wayward club. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world. You had any noises? What about um, a door creaking? Uh, you, don't, uh, you don't have to do that. That weird kadook that yeah, lights going off makes for some reason in films. <laughs> All Rather Mysterious. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Some 18-year-old lads can cope with it, and some of the 60-year-old blokes, they can't cope with it because they can't. Sometimes I deal with complete arseholes who will never, ever, ever bang up. You'll just be like, get behind yourself. No. And some of those big guys, oh well, yeah, they're going to try shoving them in. Good luck. But it goes from daylight to bang up. The minute you put your hands on a prisoner, loads of people have to join and they also have to put their hands on the prisoner. And then that's about two hours of paperwork that I have to stay after work for. But if um, the guy with the authority complex says, bang up, cunt, or even like the 18-year-old lad without the authority complex says, stop being a prick, just get back in your fucking cell. Like, today there was a big guy who said to me, he goes, no, I'm not going to fucking bang up. I'm going to fucking cave your head in. I just said, do it. And then he burst out laughing. He was testing me. He was testing you. And I guess you've... You and re- then he said, oh, miss, I would never do that. <laughs> So you do have like shits and giggles as well. You do have a laugh sometimes. Would you say that's a daily occurrence? Do you daily have a giggle with the, with the prisoners? Constantly, yeah. You have to constantly do that with them. It's crime time. You're fucking back to front. I have zero interest in what anyone's done. You go into the job thinking that because you would have to take time out of your life to check it out. Right, yeah, get curious, and then yeah. before you know it, you're through a fucking Google rabbit hole. Of course, there are one or two that people say, do you know who he is? And I'll say, hmm. And then you'll find out. But generally, no. And I don't think that's very helpful. I judge people on sort of face value. Like, there are some people that are in their... 
for like really stupid crimes like really small stuff will be an absolute cunt and then there are some people that are the absolute opposite obviously the people that I've had on this podcast that have been inside have a very dim view of prison officers in general I think they'd listen to this and agree that you are not one of the ones that they would describe as a cunt would you like to go into in whatever minor detail you could the ones that they would describe as cunts you know what there are various levels of punishment and obviously there are various levels of force as well the lowest being perhaps a negative entry and the most extreme being um, the use of pepper spray what do you mean by negative entry a negative entry is just like a poor entry on their record but it doesn't affect their record and then a red entry will affect their record oh so when you say entry you mean entry to their record but they always say in the um, prison service that all of these undermine your authority and I think that is so true if I was to say to you right now get behind your door no well that's a red entry that means that I can't really control you if you were to say no you're a cunt I'd be like oh fuck off you're a cunt too let's just all stop being dicks here you know that you have to get behind your door we could do this for 10 minutes or we could do this for 10 hours either way you're going to get behind your door you're going to do it for me brill if at the first no I'd said, oh, that's a nicking. I've sort of abused my power. Okay, yeah. And I've undermined my authority. You're just like a teacher who, you know, kind of abuses detentions or something. You don't really give a shit anymore because whatever you fucking do, I'm going to get detention anyway, you know. I see what you're saying. The thing is, that surprised me, though, because I've imagined if I was a teacher, I'd be the teacher to say... Um, just get out of the classroom kind of thing and, and, and lose my rag at the same time but you're saying when you do that you're undermining your own authority and I can kind of see why you also need to bear in mind the people that are around you other people be looking and saying Miss is alright or else they'll be saying Miss is really fucking unreasonable we have a lot of spice at the minute um, which causes a lot of spice attacks which is really horrible what do you mean by spice attack um do you know spice synthetic cannabinoid if not mistaken spice attacks can come up in any form really for example the other day i went to a cell and there's this guy on the floor unconscious and can you imagine how fucking scary that is for me? I was going to get his meds anyway, like to let him out. And then I have to uh, press the thing for the um, emergency medical. Oh, so come. you see, yeah, you see a body lying on the floor. You got to ring the alarm. His fucking glass eyes come out. He's there. And what happens next is, is you get medical attention and... It, yeah, of course. And so that's what you mean. A spice attack is when someone's taken so much spice that they've become unconscious. But that, yeah. that, don't get me wrong, to my knowledge, that's, that's generally the effect it has, isn't it? People do just kind of pass out and look a bit dead. 
I'm not a fucking medical professional. It's not me saying if it's a spice attack or not. Yeah. I just see him on the floor. I suppose, out of curiosity now, I want to ask you, have you ever seen a dead body in prison? I'm lucky I haven't, but most people have. And have you been on the ward when a dead body's been found, or at least or someone has died? Um, no, I've actually been very lucky in that respect. I've seen dead bodies in other respects, but um, no, not on the ward. I'll be interested to know where you have seen dead bodies, or... My father, but... Um, yeah, no, it's just, I don't take pleasure in it, you know? Of course, yeah, and obviously it's very difficult to talk about, um, but it is my task to try and find out more, so I'm going to ask more, but obviously if you don't want to talk no, about no, it, no. you're... go you're, ahead, um, I can always just tell you to fuck off. <laughs> you can indeed, we are your gaff after all, you can boot me out at any time, um... Your dad's dead body, is that something we can go into or not? Yeah, we can. Um, honestly, it's, it's not very interesting. He had um, a lot of drug and heart problems for years and then um, he died in the hospital. So, and you were um, there at the time? Or did you go there shortly afterwards? I went there afterwards, yeah. Wow. That must have been tough. I guess there's not much more to say on it, or is there? No. I know everyone says it must have been tough, but it wasn't. Um, it was expected. Okay, because of the drug and health problems, it was was it a long time coming or? Yeah, it was. It was a long time coming. I'm so sorry to hear that. By the way, I should really. Um, no, no, no. But um, it does give me a special kind of sympathy for drug addicts, which. I sometimes think it's a bit dangerous because it sometimes makes me a bit too um, soft for them. Like, I don't know. Sometimes worried that I'm a bit too soft for them. Like, for example, there's a person that I'm key working at the minute. Um, and um, I'm probably breaking loads of confidentiality things here. But um, he says that he has been in prison 40 times, has zero desire to quit drugs. <laughs> yeah, so I'm meant to inspire this person. So, you're, yes, it's your, your task with the rather difficult challenge of, of actu- trying to make him think otherwise. He's such a nice guy. Mm. We chat a bit, and we, we chat openly and stuff, and... He's genuinely a really nice guy. Well, I'm definitely with you in the fact that I think, <clears throat> and people have been sp- exposed to it, <clears throat> more informed to uh, to talk about it, but addiction is a disease that just corrupts really otherwise innocent souls. And I totally understand why you have your sympathies with them and why it would be so difficult at times to really stay in a kind of level-headed space when dealing with it firsthand. He made me chuckle when I saw his notes. It said, um, I am addicted to, quote, everything. And he rejected all um, 
or help from other societies to help with uh, drug abuse. For that person, is it a case of he personally believes he's beyond repair as far as his addiction is concerned? Or is it just because he, he, he knows that he wouldn't be able to live a life without them? Or is it a bit of both? Or, both. Yeah, maybe they're not too dissimilar, actually, those two things. But I, I actually sat down and talked to him. And because uh, some of them, I say, what are you going to do when you're out of prison? And they just have these, these such false ideas of what they're going to do. It's so unrealistic. I'm like, that's never going to work in a million years. Like, we could work in security. I'm like, you can't because you can't pass the DPS check. I'm really sorry to say this. And I, I'm not taking any pleasure in it, but you can't do that. But I spoke to him the other day. And I said, what are you going to do? Let's talk realistically about your jobs. And he goes, um, oh, like my mate's making decent money or something. I said, oh, yeah, master. Because he's doing um, agency street cleaning work. And I was like, hello, that actually sounds like something you could do. And he goes, yeah, 20 years ago. I used to fucking laugh at them cunts. I always used to fucking call them every name under the sun and just fucking chuck bottles in their faces. Now, he makes about 15 quid an hour. I'm thinking that's pretty good. And I'm thinking that's pretty good for you and all. Yeah, that's 15 quid more than I make. Crime. your experiences with your old man and, and his health and drug addiction, do you reckon there's any part of that which might have influenced your career path? Or do you not see the two connected? Not directly, no. I think um, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder when I was a teenager because like, I grew up mostly in care. So I had like a massive chip on my shoulder when do you mean like I've had a rougher start to life than most others so I deserve a bit of a fucking break here kind of thing is that what you mean I had a rougher start to life that's for fucking sure do you reckon that rougher start to life obviously you've already kind of answered this but from an outsider's point of view it would have had an impact in your in your career path but obviously that's an outsider I don't know the ins and outs but it's not something that I reflect on a lot um, because I detached myself from anybody that had any involvement in that a very, very, very long time ago, like in my teens. But I suppose, no, it hasn't affected my career path, but it has helped my career path in that I can, like, there are a couple of people um, I speak to every day, like on the wing. They're good lads. And they're in for, let's say, cocaine dealing or something. I just think we could have been neighbours. Like, you're not arseholes. Like, they treat me and they treat every officer with respect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that does make sense, I guess. This is a big stereotype to put on uh, people who become prisoners, but if you grew up in places that 
were, for want of a better word, rough, then, yeah, you would have grown up with people who would go on to become the people that you are seeing on a day-to-day basis, right? So then, so what you're saying is it doesn't affect your career path, but you found that you already had the skills in a way required to to talk to people on a level, in a way. Um, That makes total sense. Yeah. Really, I just want to, again, like, nail down the fact that most officers, pretty much all officers, are doing this because they do actually care about people and even if they seem like arseholes at the time, it's like for a reason they're just like parents basically and this is something I was thinking earlier but I didn't say it, it's funny you say parents because a lot of the behaviour that you've talked about like people saying no I'm not doing this, I'm not going bang up that is the chat of a child basically isn't it, of an indignant child and so and it, we don't dare to say your mum was a shit mum mm. but I'm sorry some of them were yeah and now you're playing almost like a surrogate mum to uh, to these people who probably never really had solid boundaries and are now being taught them sadly inside or well, some of them fucking knew it's like if they um, started to smuggle drugs inside their mouths in the middle of a visit well I'm sorry you knew the consequences yeah that's not allowed <laughs> smuggling drugs into prison you know that's not allowed that's kind of one of prison's rules isn't it um, I guess because I feel maybe we are wrapping up let's return to the if you remembered any more arsehole smuggling stories I don't think anything can beat the pork pie story. Crime, 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 Big up Maria. Pleasure to chat to her. Crime Club does not condone smuggling pork pies up your arse or even getting nicked in the first place. Next week's blog post is up. Hit the link in the description to find that. It's on Crime Club Gonzo, the new written arm of Crime Club. You can also find a link to the Patreon in the description to tell you why that's a good idea. Here's 1970s porn star, John Holmes. Crime Club. There are notable chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, The Martian Chronicles by Ray Bradbury, The Chronicles of Riddick, that terrible 2004 film starring poor man's actor Vin Diesel. But to add to all of this, now come The Chronicles of Tarquin, Volume 4, with Jack Beaumont. Want some of it, do you? Well, it'll be on Patreon. You know, that thing every other sod does these days. It'll be on there from Monday the 1st of February 2021. Sign up, chuck Jack three quid to spend on heroin or whatever he does, and it'll be yours. What's more, at the end of each series of Crime Club going forward, there'll be an extra long bonus ep for Patreon Patreon types. Again, just three quid. And because Jack Beaumont is A, lazy, and B, work shy, that'll only be two series a year max so that's just six quid a year do you want to slip into crime club's back door for six quid of course you do link is in the show description or google crime club backdoor patreon patreon as c.s lewis himself wrote in the lion the witch and the wardrobe his allegory of christianity get some of that in your ears aslan you can
My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.